Hello everyone. Uh, today the Arcturians are going to talk about the dimensions and densities. I remember doing many uh, transmissions with them, trying to understand it. And it took me a lot of time. And even now I feel there are so much there that I still don't understand. So I'm hoping they are going to clear it uh, for all of us today. And it is going to have a lot of interesting perspectives. I will see if I can uh, draw some diagrams and post it on the Facebook group uh, so that the co concepts become easier to understand. Because sometimes it's easier to understand what it is when it's pictorially represented. So um, today we will just go ahead and get started. So I'll see you at the end. Greetings. We are the Arcturians, and it is a great pleasure to interact with you today in this manner. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Nice to interact with you this way, too. Yes, and you shall connect with us in other ways pretty soon. So, today's transmission is to help you understand what are dimensions and densities. It is critical for you to know how you exist in the three dimensions and also in other dimensions simultaneously so that you can now use that information for your spiritual development. You can download information from such dimensions. You can travel and experience those dimensions. So in plain science language, what you understand by dimension is the length, the breadth, and the height. These are the three dimensions that creates a 3D depth of an object. And this is how all of you exist in the 3D reality. This, you could say, are properties of a dimension, but they're not the dimension in itself. Each dimension's experience is very different because it has very different properties. Now, before we even explain what dimensions are, we would like to 
explain the organizing principle of source. How reality is structured. Because that is going to help you understand how dimensions work. So the source is all that is, meaning it has everything and it also has nothing. The more words we describe, the more words we use to describe source is never enough because source cannot be described in words. Words are limited. understanding let's just say for our example's sake that source contains everything in perfect harmony and when everything is in perfect harmony and inseparable then it cannot experience who it is it knows who it is, but it is not able to experience who it is. Just like if you are in a dark room and there is nothing but darkness, then whatever is inside that room will not be visible to you. You will not know what is there. So how will you know what is there? Now, in your room, you will know, okay, I have these furnitures and these objects in my room. So you know what it is in your dark room, but you cannot see them. And since you cannot see them, you cannot experience it in, in reality. You will be stumbling across. This is a crude analogy. So for source, knowing itself is not enough because experience and feelings is a crucial component of self-awareness. So you could say when source had not created all of life, it had no awareness of itself because everything was connected and together and same, jumbled together, no separate existence. So source did not know who it is. So it decided to bring out certain aspects of source outside of this unified consciousness so that source could experience who it is through those separate individual consciousness. That is the birth of ego. Or when you say I, you are talking about your own individual separate existence outside of that connected oneness. You are not connected and one anymore. When you say I, you are separated because you are individualized. You have specific properties now. You are not the same material anymore. The reason why source divided itself to different aspects that it already had is to experience who it is because it did not know who it is. 
it knew it had so many things yet it was not experientially aware of itself and source wanted to have everything at the same time everything it wanted to know itself eagerly and badly so source exploded and created so many aspects of itself in so many different layers so in a sense source is really not separated from us it's just created and illusion of individuation so that it could experience who it is so you could say source and us are in one large huge container and everything you could put it in this euphemism that we are inside of source let's imagine source being a container and we are inside different aspects of source being ourselves every object you see around you is an aspect of source it's made of source there is nothing in this universe not made of source even darkness is source light is source evil is source goodness is source everything is source because source wanted to experience who it is it is everything right you could imagine yourself as a cell in source's body we use this analogy because it is easier for you to understand even though you are a human being you have billions of cells in your body you have organs in your body and what are organs those are specialized cells but cells nevertheless cells which are differentiated from the other each cell has its own consciousness so each cell in your body matters otherwise it wouldn't be there so you can imagine yourself to be a cell to be a part in the body of source you're deeply inside source and when source decided to experience itself in many levels in many aspects starting from quantum level particles to huge black holes it created that cellular differentiation in itself just like your body divides the cell and create specialization liver cells are different from skin cells blood cells are different from nail cells so there is differentiation of cells but they are still cells and they are still made of the same material nevertheless is this cell structure and properties and functions are different so in this way the multiverse was created and so many other things were created and there were some things which were not created which you know as nothing or no existence the no existence is also something 
but it does not exist. It has a separate state, just like you have solid, liquid, gas as separate states of the same thing. Similarly, existence and non-existence are states of being. Existence is defined by awareness of the self in any way, shape, or form. So a human consciousness is more aware of itself to be alive, but it's not same as an animal consciousness or a plant consciousness or a crystal consciousness. Those are different levels of consciousness. Then there are consciousness of the so-called non-living objects. You call them non-living because they don't function the way you do, but they are also conscious. But their awareness of themselves are very different. So we understand it could be hard to visualize how it is. Hence, we are using different analogies. So the question is, how does dimension come here? Well, let us use the same analogy once again. So let's take one organ, for example. Let's take your skin. Now the skin has the topmost protective layers of cell. Then it has middle cells. Then it has deeper layers and there is fat. There are hair follicles. There are oil secreting pores. There are so many different kinds of cell in skin alone. So similarly, you have such layers to you which make you so skin is not just the top layer skin has other layers and other properties and other things underneath the top layer that makes it up similarly you are only seeing the surface level experience of you which is this 3d body but this is not your entire existence. This is just a part of your entire existence. There are many other layers which we have described in the past as auras, the etheric body, the emotional body or the astral body, the mental body, and the soul or the causal body. And similarly, there are many other layers to you. These are not visible because they are not relevant for your life's theme. You chose to experience this physical aspect of you and have most of your attention in this aspect for a specific reason, which is your life's theme and purpose. But that doesn't mean you don't exist in other layers or other levels. Each of those layers, the other bodies, are a dimension in itself and a universe in itself. So using the same example of skin, because it is very easy for you to relate, 
like we said, the skin has three layers. And then there is a fat layer. And then there are other things if you check up on your internet. So the topmost surface physical layer, let's just compare with your body. Then there is the etheric body, the next layer of the skin, which is not visible to you, but it exists nevertheless and functions. Then there are other layers like we mentioned, and it runs all over your body. It's not just located in one part. It is connected to each and every part of your body. This is exactly how your existence is connected to the rest of source. And so is everybody else's. Each layer of your etheric aura, astral aura, or mental aura expands as an universe in itself. And each one of those universes are dimensions. So right now, your physical dimension is 3D because it's all physical. Then there is 4D, which is close to the etheric body. Then there is 5D, which is similar to your astral body. Then there is 6D, which is related to your mental body. Then there is a spiritual body or the soul which is the seventh dimension. And there are many other layers like that, each one representing one dimension. The higher soul itself is one such layer in the twelfth dimension. Now, what is happening inside? So many things. You are only experiencing or remembering your physical experiences but you exist on the other dimensions as well. And you get to know about those dimensions in your dreams because you travel in those dimensions. You experience those dimensions, even if your brain is not able to remember it or correctly symbolize what you do or feel in those dimensions after you wake up. Remember, the brain cannot interpret some things that it has never seen in the physical life. So it will make up some symbol and use those symbols as images, as representations of your dreams. That should not be taken literally. So now that you understand dimensions, Let's get into densities. The word is pretty obvious. Density. How dense is it? Your physical body is the densest density. There are other layers who are which are denser than the physical body, like the two, which you can in your mind how it can or would exist just like you cannot comprehend how the 5D or 6D can be because each dimension is a world in itself with its own properties. You need to shift into those dimensions to make some sense of it. Even then, you, it will not be the complete picture because 
that information is still again filtered by your physical brain and it can only do so much that it knows so it's again distorted by the physical mind hence we are talking in terms of comparisons and analogies and metaphors because it's difficult to draw a one-to-one -one relationship so densities vary the densest is 1d because things are very tightly closely packed with each other just like your cells are very tightly packed with each other the blood cells are loose they are not compact like the skin cells or the liver cells or the cells in the eyes so the packing of the cells together is comparable with densities how dense is each dimension 1d or the first dimension is the densest then there is 2d then there is 3d which you are living in less dense than 3d is 4d lesser dense than 4d is 5d and the densities reduce as and when you travel into higher dimensions so in spiritual ascension technically what it means is you are consciously shifting your perspective from one dimension to the other by becoming lighter less dense this is what density means so when you move from 4, 3D to 4D, you will become less dense physically, emotionally, and in every sense. This is the reason why we ask you to work on your emotional and thoughts, negative thoughts, negative emotions, and whatever factors are creating those, because it is those attachments and those negative thoughts or negative emotions that make you vibrate at lower frequencies and stay in lower densities. You become more dense. The more negative thoughts you have, the more negative emotions you experience, you become denser, you become more 3D. The more positive thoughts you experience, the more positive emotions you experience, you become lighter, you expand, and you become less 3D and more towards 4D, if not totally 4D. For now, we would simply leave at this. We would like to take one small break as the channel has to get something in order. We'll be back. Hey, folks, give me one minute. I'll be back.
Sorry, I'll just go back in. And we are back. We would like to take the questions now. Thank you so much. It was very insightful. Um, I'm going to start with Joe that is here in the call and I mean in the Ch uh, the chat and he has a question I'm going to ask for him as he asked me to. Um, I work out at the gym every day, walk barefoot and take diet supplements. What kinds of beliefs or traumas keep me from losing weight? This is very different from person to person. So this would have been better if it was a conversation because we could have asked some question to shed more light onto this. Right. There mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. go ahead. 
there is a following up question after that. Go ahead. Um, what should I do to lose weight effectively and dramatically? The body is holding on to the weight for some reason. Like we said, it's different for different people. For some people, we will give some examples. This may not be the case for you, but this is just to give you an understanding of a few possible reasons why the body may be holding weight for people. For your case, it could be different. Some people want to hold on to weight, especially people who are considered more attractive in your societies because they want to blend in with others. When they are attractive, they have noticed they are more bullied and treated badly because people who are not attractive do not handle the attractiveness well. So having the weight allows them to blend in and not be judged or criticized harshly. Another reason why some people hold on to weight is because they are trying to keep away something from them by holding on the weight. Some trauma victims may hold on to weight because they want to not date others or they want to keep away predators at the bay. Other reasons to hold on to weight is some people have difficulty saying no to others in specific situations and gaining weight stops them from doing things that they don't want to do. So instead of developing a good communication skill, they develop weight because that's the only way they feel they can fight the situation. Now, we gave some examples that may not be necessarily true for everybody. These are true for some people, and there are many other reasons. So the question to ask yourself to find out why you have the weight that you're not able to drop is what is this excess weight allowing me to do which I cannot do without it? That is one question. And write down as many answers that can come to your mind because the reason for holding on to your weight is not conscious. Your physical mind doesn't know it. It's subconscious. And doing a writing exercise will bring out the unconscious thoughts. The second question to ask yourself is, what is the weight stopping me from doing which I would have done otherwise if I was thinner? Again, write down whatever comes to your mind. And this way, through self-inquiry and self-honesty, you are going to discover the many reasons and factors why you are holding on to the weight. Once you know the issues, then consult a therapist or a coach who can help you 
find a different way to meet those needs instead of holding on to the weight. When you have found a different way to tackle those challenges that you are trying to combat with excess weight, you will not need or your body will not need to use it anymore and it will be lost without any effort or without anything. It will just go on its own. That's all. Thank you for the clarification. Um, I'm going to ask my own question right now. Um, I have um, been connecting more deeper with some beings that I am starting to bring more the awareness to. Um, and I want to ask about them. Um, so the first one is a uh, being that I saw the first time I was very young, I think about maybe seven years old. And I was in distress, uh, I was in my bedroom and it came, this being came in my uh, mental vision um, to soothe me, to uh, like a motherly type of energy. And I saw her description is she showed me very tall, big and uh, blue skin and elongated head. Very- Does um, she have feathers? No, that I could see, no. The skin was very rubbery type, um, light blue. And um, seemed like there was some sort of decoration on her forehead, some sort of, uh, I don't know what was exactly, very feminine looking. And um, just the, the feeling of having her presence gave me a lot of uh, love. So, and, and then I had her coming time to time afterwards. And I feel a lot her presence now. I was just wondering, uh, I have a sensation it's a Styrian being, but I am not 100% sure. Would you have anything to tell me about her? Did she have any scale or scale-like appearance in her body? Not that I could see, no. Just like smooth blue, very vibrant light blue color and anything different about her body hands legs that look different than humans well, anything that you can recall i don't think i saw more than like the waist i i don't remember seeing the whole but it seemed like she was wearing some sort of like cape something like a rope like a big rope on top or something very um Kind of like a what about her hair? Did no she hair. Have any? No hair, just the head.
that is a being named Muruke, M-U-R-U-K-E. They are not Syrians, they are different beings. That's all we can reveal at this point of time. And you have connection with her. Yes, okay, that, that makes sense. Um, another source once said I had a channeled a being from Nibiru, Nibiru? I'm not sure. Yes. Is that the same being we're talking about? No. No, okay. The Anunnakis were from Nibiru, mm -hmm. which is why we asked if she had hair. Okay. So another being uh, that I've been connecting uh, recently most is that that came up to my mental vision. It's more like a, a masculine type of figure, very tall. He looks a little bit like a reptilian, but he has this very loving energy and uh, protect. What makes you call him reptilian? Can you describe his features? The scales, and he's very big, and he has like this kind of like snake type of face, maybe. Uh, with what about a tail? The tail. Is there a tail? There is a tail, yes. And that I that is not a reptilian. Okay. What else? About him? Can you describe? Yeah. Yes. He is very playful. He loves dancing. He kind of like uh, he's funny. Um, he is very protective of me, meaning like he's always kind of watching over me. I, I didn't know I, I was connected to him. It was kind of, it was a recent thing. And, and um, he's, he's kind of bluish greenish. What about the hands and legs? How do they look like? I think the hands are kind of like three fingers only. If that makes sense. And uh, legs? Legs thick and like aquatic type of feet that is an ancient syrian okay. an ancient one not the ones who are currently present on your planet in their ships that oh. is an ancient syrian which actually is amphibious in nature okay yes you have connections to sirius so Yes. That is why he visits you. And Syrians are known to be playful. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I had a, a dream, recent dream with dolphins. That was not a, a long time ago where I was speaking dolphin language to them. Um, and it was about the same time when I uh, kind of connected to this being. So. Yeah. So basically you were talking with them. And your brain interpreted it as dolphin because they live in water. Sometimes they come on land. So okay. that's how symbolic uh, dreams can be. Okay, yeah. And then final, this third one that I've been 
you know, wondering, it is more a collective consciousness because every time I see them, I see them with, in a group, like many beings together. And so it feels they are tribal, you know, very connected to nature. Um, a little bit like the um, avatars looking like, you know, the, the movie that we have here. They're like blue, but but the ones I seen, they're a little dark or maybe lighter blue, a more round face with the ears sticking out to the side. And are they tall or medium or short? Looks like they are tall, skinny and tall. And they have tails, skinny tails. With hair or without hair? With tail. No, does the tail have hair? Hair. I'm not sure I can tell that. I, it, it feels more. What human. about their skin? Yeah, the skin is like blue. It feels like humanoid type of skin, but it's blue. Like I don't see a lot of fur or like feather or anything like that. Just like skin. It has a tail. It could, um, and they they are very connected, like to children. Seems like. Or they're very like childlike. They're very childlike, very happy, innocent, and very playful. Um, and and they, they are the first hominids created by the Anunnaki, and from the Homo erectus genes, you are connected with that consciousness. They were very much connected to nature. And those were the first experiments. And they were very loving and playful and joyful. And it did not serve the purpose of the Anunnaki. They wanted more obedient versions of hominids. So they continued experimenting until the Homo sapiens were created. Were they any? Lemurian or on the way to be Lemurians or there's nothing connected to them? No, okay. they are the first hybrids of the Anunnaki and your Homo erectus. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they work a lot with me bringing you know um, i kind of bring this the light language and and when i'm doing work to pro regarding children so they they come in they're very uh strong because they work as as one yes they are trying to help you connect with your inner child okay that's nice nice to know thank you <laughs> I I have um, just now uh, regarding uh, another question, not so much of this. So I, I I connect very often with what I call cosmic mother, um, but it's hard to define this as a being in itself. Like, is this more an archetype type of energy? 
meaning there's you need to describe a little bit to us what it feels like right what it looks like um it feels very motherly uh it comes sometimes as mother earth but sometimes it comes more like as the mother of all humans and I was thinking, I don't know exactly, is this like another version of source, more of a feminine aspect of the divine? I don't feel everything is a aspect of source. Right. That's right. <laughs> so does it have a body or does it not? Does not. I thought once I thought that it was like the hot heart, the hatters, the hatters. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. We would need a little bit more information. Right. It was just a synchronicity that happened once, you know, was connected to that energy and the uh, information about the hatters, which are a civilization i think of some sort and uh they uh came very strongly at the egypt egyptian time and connected to did you meet any other being after this experience the beings that you spoke about did you meet any of those beings after this experience mm -hmm. No, but you know that blue being that that the motherly figure that I told you with the elongated head that she brings me the same kind of source energy, the same type of energy. Yeah, because that would be a trailer of how it feels to be with her. Mm -hmm. So she sent her non-physical energies first to see how you respond to it to get you a feeling before she showed up so when you responded in a positive way then she showed up as herself okay yeah that makes sense thank you so yeah, much sometimes beings can do that they don't want to startle you or scare you so they will just simply make you <clears throat> bask in their energies before they make an appearance yes yes that's very exciting all of that you shared with me thank you so much yes. uh, i am gonna ask another question for joe who is present here but he can't uh speak um he says i practice nomura lemurians therapy every day to access and heal my past selves and inner child he's at, he's asking am i on the right track which one is he using we would need a little bit more information there were many that were shared if you are using it chances are high that they should work if you are doing it correctly and you yourself can see the changes in your life the problems which were problems to you will not be <clears throat> a problem soon if you are doing it more frequently 
But remember, that's not the only thing that you need to do. You need to combine it with therapy or any other modality of personal development if you want to experience some powerful results in a shorter time. Thank you. I'll see if he put something more in the question. I think he's all set too. Thank you so much. I'm gonna now ask, um, first I'm gonna touch base that we, we are about 50 minutes in the session and we have questions from the Facebook group. Is we that okay? take two questions. Okay, there was a very interesting one. I want to find that one. Um, okay, I've heard that the oversoul is located in seventh density. So are the Arcturians in a higher dimension than the oversoul? No, that is incorrect the oversoul is much much higher in dimension the higher soul is in the 12th dimension the oversouls are much higher than that the Arcturians are in the ninth dimension we are from the ninth dimension and we are also raising our vibration so that we can access the 10th dimension thank you um, I'm going to ask now a question from Vincent. He posted on a Facebook group. He's asking, uh, moving to higher dimensions means a higher frequency body. Will we gain extra senses above our current five senses you can gain extra senses just being in your physical body by unlocking your dna which happens when you raise your vibration in fifth dimension you will have a totally different kind of experience that cannot be compared with the physical experience there will be many other things involved there and the five senses are not required there Thank you so much. Would you like to take any other questions or are we done today? No, for today, we would leave it at this. Today, since we covered about the dimensions and densities, we do not have a related permission slip with this one specifically, but we would have more in our upcoming transmissions. This transmission is going is supposed to give you the understanding that you need in order to understand what is there to come in August. The Nomura Lemurians are going to build on it. So with that, 
we would wish you a very good day and goodbye. Thank you. Till next time. What's up? Yeah, we we finished early today. Yeah, that was amazing for for me. <laughs> Joe says great session on the chat. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, Joe. All right, so I think Leticia, you have to leave today early, right? So. Right, but I just want to say that I have my heart so like blown away. It's beyond words, and I can't wait to meet with them again. I mean, I probably will be meeting, <laughs> accessing them through, especially through the symbol of that the experience. I know they are more of a um, energy rather than like a a person type of thing, right? So yeah, thank you so much, Momita. It was amazing. I am glad we did it. 